Within seven seconds, a person will make 11 judgments about you. And that's what I believe. So first impressions are everything. This is Bob Rourke with Business Leaders Podcast. And today we're incredibly fortunate. We have Shelly Al. He's from Shelly Al Photography. And we're going to be talking about imagery and visual work with him and why it's important. Shelly, tell me a little bit about your business and who you serve. Uh, Bob, thank you, first of all, for having me here. I really appreciate it and the opportunity to chat with you on this. Really, my business is focused on two areas. It's uh, headshots and really high-end quality headshots. Uh, and then the second part is visual branding. And it's really communicating the story of a business and what they're doing and how do you artistically help them communicate that to the world and the public. Well, you, you and I met, I was at a corporate training event and you were doing all the headshots for all of the participants. And for most of us rookies, you know, we'll do a selfie and go, there's my photo and I stick it on LinkedIn, right? And you look at it and you go, it looks like a bad mugshot <laughs> from the police department. So for you, let's talk about the importance of that headshot in representing who you are. Yes, there's a lot that goes into it, believe it or not. The general photographer will just bring in your studio and just shoot you. What I like to do, and keep in mind, when I photographed you and many others, I only had 10 minutes. And so I do my best to try and communicate with you and to hear about what you're doing, because all of that helps me pose you, the way I get your eyes to look, the way you sit up or down, leaning towards the camera, turn your face. So I'm studying you, I'm studying my subject, their face. But I'm also trying to bring out who they are as a person. And again, that's what I would pose them differently. I had Frank Shamrock come in and he was a boxer. He had awesome cheekbones and trying to get him as he speaks with his hands going. And so I definitely really study them and try to help them come out. And I feel like that separates me from the others as well, along with some of the training, I've been very fortunate to train under uh, some people who really do headshots well. Peter Hurley in New York charges $2,000 for a headshot. And so I'm a part of his crew and I'm always crafting that what's best for that person. I'm fortunate that I've already had my headshot done by Shelly. You know, <laughs> and, and part of the reason I had him on the podcast is because I thought it was important to talk about the visual conveyance if for lack of a better term. And I can remember popped out of a meeting. We went down this long hall and we go to the studio, right, that you set up on site. And it's not just as simple as your subject sitting down and take photo and get up and leave. There's a whole process that you go through when you do the photo. Let's talk a little bit about how you get your subject ready and comfortable. Yeah, well, there's a few things there. One is even the lighting setup I chose. I have LED lights that's constantly on. And so that right there, there's a sparkle in your eyes. But it's not that triggering flash that goes off. Uh, and I can do that. And I have done it that way. But that continuous lighting just allows a person to relax, first of all. And then I always kneel when I'm communicating. I have them sit on the chair first. and But just really, it's almost just talking and finding out about who they are. Because sometimes people are very serious. And that's who they are. And I try to bring that out, but sometimes very funny. And so we get some candids of them. They don't even know I'm taking pictures of them, but I, I'm grabbing some shots. And so again, it's really connecting and it's just telling their story. And a lot of people 
they love to talk about themselves. And so how do you bring that out in them? I had a customer, I did his headshot at the workshop and he hated taking photos. He really did. In fact, afterwards, he said, Shelly, thank you so much. That was amazing. I hate taking photos. And I didn't know that. He said, let's work together again. So afterwards, we connected. He shared about his business. He flew me out to Ohio. Went all the way there, had this uh, for a week long, shot his whole staff, him speaking, all these different kinds of things, team shots. And he had an event and he told all of his advisors at this event uh, before the meeting, he said, you see that man back there? He's a photographer from Colorado. I brought him here because when I did the workshop, he took the time to get to know me. And I hate taking photos and I've never had a photo like that before. And so I brought him here because as financial planners, we need to take the time to get to know our customers and invest in our people. And that's what we do. And that was so honoring for me that he flew me all the way there to do all this. And since then, I've flown to Florida and all these kinds of things, helping company CEOs tell their story of what they are. And so, yeah, I have some images. In fact, you know what? I need to show you this image here and we'll have it on the screen, I guess. This is Rebecca Walzer in Florida. She's another financial advisor. And for the folks that had the video, I'm holding it up right here where you can see the image. The thing that's interesting, in my personal experience, I had an old photo and updated my photo with yours and had a raft of compliments. And, and more importantly, with the compliments were not like, gee, she really looked better than you do. But they basically said that really captures who you are, which I thought was important. And so, again, yes. which comes back to why we're here. And in the business environment, so much of what we see nowadays are social media driven, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Twitter or whether it's your website and visual representation on your website. And so you mentioned in the lead in here in the first seven seconds, and you're talking about 11 judgments. What's your thoughts behind that? You have just a fraction, that seven seconds to really capture them. In speaking, you have a few seconds to hook your audience. When people see your profile, and if you have a sloppy profile, they're going to like, oh, this person's not serious about themselves. They're not serious about their business. And so really, it's communicating by seeing, oh, wow, this person is professional. Okay, look at them. They're serious. They're going after it. And so I feel like it's a big problem, right? How do we get people to portray who they are, help businesses succeed, take the next step. Let's create imagery that really impacts, that really wows, that really like, oh, this is what I'm about. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people have on their websites is just they just throw images on there. And then it's like, oh, it's too much, too much words. And it's overwhelming. The customer really doesn't know how to navigate and they just go to somewhere else. Versus, oh, it's very clear what they do, what their message is, who they're helping, what problem they're trying to solve. You know, we'd love to think that it's rational on the visual interpretation of what we put out there. And I think it's exactly correct that if you're serious about your business and you're serious about your branding, that clearly quality imagery work matters. You know, and two, if you do it, you own the rights to your photos instead of snagging them somewhere off the Internet and hoping for the best. So. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved with the photography world as a business. Oh, that's a really good story. Okay. 
So I spent 17 years overseas as a missionary. I did a lot of finances administration. I was a business major out of college. Really, I wanted to give three years back of my life. Three years turned into 22. Of that, 17 years was overseas. I was helping people do all kinds of administrative things. I was finances, operations, rent security. And we're talking of 12 countries all together at the head office. And then at one point, we had a group of short-termers come over and they had a camera and they started taking pictures of my kids. And I'm like, wow, that is amazing. And they're like, no, it's in a camera. I'm like, no. As I began to hang out, they let me borrow the camera. And it just, it's like, wow, this is really fun. At that point, I decided, like, I think my wife saw a difference in me when I had a camera in my hands. And I started doing media videos and things like that. And so I said, I want to do something for me in some ways that I've really been helping others a ton. And I want to do something I'm passionate about. And not that I wasn't passionate about the mission, I was, but I just wanted something that was alive in me. So I decided to pursue it, raise a ton of money, started. I told my boss, my Asian boss, no, which is really, you don't do that. He asked me to take the head operations job. And I said, no, I want to start a media company portion of our organization. And he gave me his blessings. And then we started to create products. And I created a tool called HeartMirror. It's using 50 images to really allow people to connect with each other. No words, right? We're in an Asian country, a closed country, created this tool. And I brought in nationals to come in and we all created it together. They named it. We had questions developed. It became a product. It was so impactful. And one of the most impactful stories for me was I got a letter saying I was about to commit suicide. I went to a church This is in this closed country went to a church, this person laid out these cards and we began to talk and basically saw an image of hope and that my life doesn't have to be this way. And so here is this tool that I had created, allowed people to interact and it helped save a life. We would take it to universities in business meetings and they would introduce this cards. And within five minutes, people are tearing because they're sharing about this image. Oh, that looks like my grandmother who passed away. Uh, things like that. And it just allowed people to connect. And that was the first time I realized, wow, imagery can really be used to go to a place where words cannot or human interaction cannot. And so I began this journey of, wow, I really love the story behind images. And as I got my master's degree in New York, I began to see, wow, there's a lot of powerful imagery and how can that be used to help people communicate themselves How can that be used for other people, businesses to communicate their message? Sorry, I don't know if that that was a long answer, but (laughs) I think about it and you've been recognized for some of the stuff that you're doing because you placed what was it in an Adobe competition? Yes. As I got my master's and this is like my second career, right? Mid 30s, 40s, getting my master's degree in New York and got nominated for the student Adobe Design Award Achievement Awards in the photography category. And basically, my master's thesis was on the documentary of what was happening in China, broken homes. Those homes were being torn down. And so my teacher, who she was inducted to the Photoshop Hall of Fame in 2005, Katrina Eisman, she's like, Shelly, you have to do this project. It's so powerful. And so I had documented for two and a half years just all what was going on. And then I had this wall, this image where it was a full blown image on the wall, a character, Chinese character on the wall. And then 
it was a normal life with a bicycle. There's humanity. And, and a year later, half of it was torn down and you could see for miles broken rubble. And that was really cool because it's like, I didn't know I had that image. And when I put them together, so that became the front and the back of my book, the cover of that book. And I turned that into a thesis. And then I was touring that when I got to Colorado, moved back to the States, I began touring that to conferences and churches and high schools, uh, that whole thesis. <laughs> it was really powerful. And so you've now moved from that. Yes. And we were talking about, you don't just do headshots. You're starting to work with automobile dealerships as well. Yes. And also small businesses. Yes. Let's talk about your efforts in those areas. Yeah. So that's a other part of my business is visual branding. How do we communicate a message through storytelling? I consider myself a visual storyteller. And so I help companies not only do headshots, but look at their websites, making sure the message that they're communicating flows. So I've been working with Courtesy Acura here in town, doing a lot of promos for them and visually they put you know things on their websites, but just bringing the humanity side of the cars. And I have some images here that I can show you, but now I'm starting to create really fun, creative things where that is called a composite, where we add different elements. Yeah, it's still the car, but hey, his son was flying over the car. His daughter's holding on. They're all in the car or creating a snow scene when it wasn't really snowing and just adding that and just kind of telling the story of that. And I'm going over to L.A. in a couple months with Frank Shamrock, the boxer I was telling you about. He's having me come out there. His daughter is 10 years old. She has two agents. She's so I'm going to do actor headshots and she's very athletic. She has a six pack or eight pack, he says. So I'm going to do a whole Nike kind of sports scene. Again, we're going after artistic creativity that really when someone sees it, they go, wow. And and then tell me more. And so that's what I'm kind of branching out doing. So both headshots in, in some ways they actually tie together because I'm really telling the story, even in a headshot, I'm telling the story of a person. But I feel like this whole visual brand and creative side, that's exciting for me. We're going after one image and it's a big production, but then really telling that story. So yeah, that's a lot of... When you're out there talking to the business owners and they're considering whether they take and engage, what are you hearing back from some of the business owners that you've worked with about the results that come from the work that you're doing for them? Oh, they love it. In fact, that gal in Florida, she's on CNBC, she's on the news and all that kind of stuff, but they just love the hits that they're getting, the images that are coming out of that. I'm still working with an Ohio client because a lot of times they lose people as well in their financial services. So he's having me remove things, but they love that because they want that updated immediately. (laughs) But this courtesy Acura, he puts it on Instagram and, hey, what do you guys think? And a lot of people interact. Even that in itself by him, what do you think? People are interacting and coming across that. So yeah, I've been hearing a lot of feedback. This whole new visual branding side is probably within the last year. I've been really studying and I'm learning from a a person called Josh Rosie, uh, where he creates amazing imagery, even for Adobe and all these kinds of things. And so, yeah, just really learning under the best. And and I feel like that's a, a business model I'm learning is When I find something, I want to find the best person in that industry and go and learn from them. And that's where I feel like that's helped me in business. Don't just try and do the free YouTube thing. You can, but learn from the best. If you're going to learn and study under the best, even my photo retouching, it's like I found a person who retouches 
really well. And I buy into their program and I learn from them. So my imagery stands out. The way I retouch the skin, I don't want them to look plastic. I want the wrinkles to show, but I want their face to glow. And that's part of my headshots. Why it's so well received is because the way I edit too. It's not just how I shoot you and get your expressions, but it's how I bring out your color, making sure everything is who you are, but not fake. <laughs> not, not, fine line. Yes, there's a fine line. And so, yeah. Well, we're going to shift gears a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. This is the part of the episode where well, I basically asked you a series of questions. And this one, most recent book or an influential book that's altered your perception on what you do or how you run your business? Yes, Seth Godin. Wow. He has been impacting me a lot. In fact, I've made a mind shift the past three months. I'm actually spending about 25% of my time in development of my business. You get to a certain point, you feel like you're there, but then you forget about the learning piece realizing that there's always room for development, always room for learning. And so this whole part of what Seth is and the marketing side of what he's sharing and producing is his newest book called This Is Marketing. And right after it was released, I listened, I like to listen to Audible books and we got the printed copy too. But really for him, it's cultivating your clan, your people, and really going all out to treat them well, to really develop them and not worry about satisfying everybody. That's one of the biggest mistakes, I think, as business owners. We try to make everybody happy. And in the end, it's mediocre work. But you go after a certain style. And like my headshots, I do the Peter Hurley style. That is my style. I'll cut off the head a little bit. People are like, why are you cutting off my head? That's if I want to be closer to you as a viewer. I don't need to see everything else. I want to see who you are. Look into your eyes. And so I don't know how I got off on that tangent. I think you get into a niche, right? And if you're passionate about your niche and what you believe, right, then you communicate it. And right now, verbally is the medium that we're working on in the podcast, okay. right? The video does somewhat of a job, but it doesn't do the job like when you get up close with the camera for a headshot. Yeah. It's a different thing, different thing. So before I get too far down the road, so if folks want to reach out to you and find you on social media, how do yes. they find you? We'll have a list, I guess, on the screen, but Shelly Al, so it's S-H-E-L-L-Y-A-U.com. That's my website. I'm on everything, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, directly to my headshots is headshotsbyshelly.com. But then it'll have everything on there. Okay. So that's how they find you. Good. All right. You know, looking back over your business, you know, maybe a failure or perhaps at the time it seemed like a failure that's helped you with your business now. There's a lot of mistakes that have come across that I've learned from. And one is, as a new business owner, you get so focused on trying to survive, trying to pay the bills. You forget about giving. You forget about helping others along the way. You're at the need to be helped, but at the same time, giving back and pouring yourself out. And so in the earlier portion of starting my business, I was so focused on myself and I didn't think of others. And then realizing, you know what, I need to change that. And even the way I talked to my assistants, I didn't want to give them all my information. But then it's like, you know what, she's a college student, she's learning. And I pour myself out to her and I'm like, this is how you do it. And thinking of her, I'm a little bit more able to connect to people. And she's not, she's an introvert. I'm an introvert too, but the way I connect is really something and so I have her watch that and try her best 
So I guess that's my thing is not being afraid to share information, your wealth and give back to others. I think that's so important. If you could put an ad on page one of the local business paper, sharing your belief or message about what you're doing, what would it say and why? It kind of goes back to that 7-Eleven principle. Really, you have a short time to really make a first impact. And so imagery for me, it's that creative imagery that really impacts. It's that artistic creativity that wows people. And that's what I'm about. It's not just your average photography, photographer. It's that relationship connecting with them and bringing that out. And so, yeah, imagery that impacts. I think that's my quote or the 7-Eleven principle. It's, it all drives into what you're talking about is visual storytelling, you know, whether it's a short story or it's a longer story. Yes, actually, visual storytelling is also my tag, one of my tags. In fact, I got that from Adobe when I won that award or when I went through that process. They branded me as a visual storyteller, and I've been using that in my tag ever since, just through photography, not even through video. It's just telling the story, right? And that's what I'm about. I love that. What was it Maya Angelou says? They won't remember what you said. They'll remember how they, they made you feel. You think about the visual impact and how it makes people feel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Really connecting with them. And I think it shows through the images I create. It's that lens of, of getting them to that place and connecting with them. Best allocation of time or initiative that's helped you the most? Wow. With my personality, I really pour myself in all the busyness of stuff. And when I can just sit down for 10 minutes, calm myself down, go for a walk, that is the best thing I can do. I have a business coach and that always it's always the hardest thing to do because we get so caught up in the busyness of life and trying to make things work that we forget to pause, rest, and figure out if you're headed in the right direction. And I think that is, I need to do that more. I try to do it as much as I can. But that is one thing that I always strive to to do. And I often fail, <laughs> especially with two kids, a wife and a dog. It's just crazy. But having to stop and pause and just reflect and just get some me time, you know, that is probably the best use of time. Perfect. Unusual habit or what others might consider unusual that's helped you or your company most. When I'm going through my imagery, oftentimes I have to let it rest for a day, then I'll go back and re-edit, giving it time. And a lot of times it makes it better because you go back and you're not rushed and you have a different perspective on it. So that's one of the small things I do just from my imagery standpoint. And another thing, talking about the business, I have a business coach and that is actually another one of my great things is just being able to talk things through. Not You don't feel alone. And again, hiring the best finding somebody who's done it and just mentor you. Over the past few years, what belief or protocol have you established that's most impacted you or your company? Believe it or not, I think that I learned it from my dad, that protocol. When my dad uh, recently passed away in Hawaii, I'm born and raised in Hawaii. He was a farmer turned into a financial person and then into a realtor. His ability to connect with people and invest time with people was amazing. He would continuously give. In fact, I was just home 
over the holidays and people would come up to us and say, your dad did this for me. He did that. He actually helped sell my house at no commission. Your dad helped me clean the yard. And I was like, wow, very great man. At the time, he was one of the four original realtors in our town that the town had. And it became the, in some ways, he was like the father of our town. He sold half the people, uh, homes in our town of now it's probably 200,000 people. And so last week, my mother needed her screen fix in the back. Someone came over and said, no, don't, I'm not going to charge you. Your husband helped me with everything. I'm like, wow. Even to the financial person, he said, I'm doing this all for you guys just because your dad was a good man. In fact, I'm taking my whole studio set up over there. I'm going to do headshots for them as a gift to say thank you, not charging them. You know, just, huh, I think he instilled that within me and to give back and to help people. And because then you have that bond and that relationship and that goes far. Advice that you would offer to perhaps a new business owner that wants to follow a similar path in the imagery world, what advice would you offer? Find someone and their style that you love and go after learning from them. Or, and it's not just as a photographer, but it's in business, it's in communicating. So I'm a big believer in spending the money in hiring the best and learning from the best. Don't mess around with Yes, again, you can find everything on YouTube. And some things it's great if you want to fix your car, but I don't want to be a mechanic. But if I want to learn from the best, whether it's editing imagery, it's a style of headshot I want to do. It's whatever you want to do, find the person and learn from the best. The proper mentor. Yes. Most common misconceptions, uh, what people think about when you go to do imagery work for them. Let's talk about that. Biggest misconceptions In my industry, there's a lot of amateurs, hobbyists, wanting to make this as a profession. Hey, I just got a DSLR camera and I want to do weddings now. And it's like, oh my. So here's my point. I don't compete with the hobbyists. A lot of misconception is, oh, your prices are so high. It's like, yes, they are high for a reason. One, I have my master's degree in digital photography, but two, the quality of the work I produce. I'm not going to compete with your college student or your hobbyist doing a headshot. Go ahead. But I take pride in my work. Everything I do, I try to take pride in the quality of my work and really making my customers happy. That's the goal is to help them communicate. So if they're not happy, so my price tag is a lot higher than others because of the quality. And so that's why I'm going after. Well, and it's from my perspective, it's evident. So as a beneficiary of your work, Looking back over the past few years, what would or should you have said no to or why? By nature, personality, I'm a people person. I'm a people pleaser. Let me clarify that. And so, yes, I talked about helping your customers and everything, but sometimes I'm so busy doing things for others, I'm not taking care of myself. Saying no to other things means yes to other things. And so taking care of myself, having boundaries of my work, my family, And so, yeah, I feel like that's, I say yes too often. (laughs) So learning to say no really is important to all the other things that can grab your time. In the day-to-day operation of your company, people have either ritual self-talk that they go through. What's your ritual or self-talk that keeps you focused? Again, it's going back to those few minutes, 10, 15 minutes starting your day. I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, so really trying to take some time to reading some scripture, thinking about 
messages from other people, thoughts, uh, going through that and just calming myself down. And I can get so worked up about work and things that need to be done. And I forget about myself and taking care of myself. And so really that and along with having a puppy, having to walk the puppy every morning, that gives me that time to both walk and think as well. So get a dog. No. <laughs> a quote that you find meaningful or one that you use frequently. Yes, it's that 7-Eleven quote from Michael Solomon that you have seven seconds to make an impact on a person. By then, you'll, they'll have 11 judgments of you. And so really, I feel like that's one of my things is making that first impression. That's key. Yeah, what's that, that old ax that they say you only have one? You don't get a second chance to make a first impression. <laughs> there you go. That's it. To, you know, we're heading toward the tail end of this. If I was to talk to colleagues and ask them what you're best at, what would they say? And how do you utilize that strength in your business? I'm fun to work with. I hear that often, especially people when I'm doing those workshops. I have 15 to 20 people come in. I have 10 minutes with you. And so just being able to connect with me, that's big. I'm fun. I'm lighthearted. But also the quality of my work, I feel like as I share it with others, I feel like they love that. And I get a lot of positive responses from the headshots. And the artistic, the creative, my new visual branding thing, that's been a lot of fun. So as we come to a close here, and it's a personal bias, I believe that the imagery and conveying who you are, what you're about in social media and in your business is extremely important. I think sometimes it gets pushed to the side. Or with the advent of cell phones and selfies and I can shoot a photo right now, I think people can tell. And I think it says a lot about who you are and what your business is about if you spend the time, effort, energy to try to to portray who you are properly through imagery. Mm -hmm. And so hence why we're here. That's why we're doing this in the podcast today, because I think it's a benefit to the listeners if they haven't reviewed what they're doing in the imagery mm -hmm. uh, to take a hard look at it. And if you really want a good critique, show it to somebody that loves you and goes, that's not really you. And then finally get that image that portrays who you are. Yes. So, Shelley, thank you so much for thank taking you. time out of your day. Thank you for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. It. It's been uh -huh. a pleasure. Yep. Thank you.